0: Amen, amen. Well, we're going to get this thing tuned in here a little bit because we want to make sure we get a good copy for the, for the internet. But while we're saying that, I just want to make sure that you know all the things that are available to you, um, through Keep the Promise. Uh, if you go to the website, keepthepromise.org, Tim's got everything set up on that and looking good. And, um, so be sure to check that out. We've got the sermons on there. We've got different devotions and stuff like that. Also, if you've got a smartphone, you can download the app and you can hear, uh, some of the messages and there's some music and things on there. And uh, we got daily breads that we like people to take with them to encourage the home team. You know, it's always good to have something like this around, you know, so we can be that light in the darkness and encourage ourselves in the Lord. So, with that being said, I'm going to jump in. Everybody ready? You got your Bibles? Both of you. I'm teasing. I always encourage you to bring your Bibles, but, you know, I try to put as much as we can up here. So, always bring your Bibles if you can. And if not, um, we've got a few hanging out here if you ever need them too. So, always good to have the sword of the Lord with us. Amen? Good deal. Well, today I want to jump in and talk a little bit about four building blocks of faith. Now, there's many more. Watch that. I'm glad my mother-in-law didn't see me choking my gum. (laughs) Last time I did did that, somebody bought me a big thing of gum. I'll edit that out. (laughs) Take two. (laughs) Anyway, good having everybody today. But we're going to be talking about four uh, building blocks of faith that the Lord supplies. And there's many more than that. But the Lord just really drew my attention to these four things. Prayer. Power, peace, and purpose. Does that sound like a good thing to get a hold of? Yes, it is. You guys can talk any time you want. It sounds good. But as we look at this, I was thinking about this. You know, isn't it amazing how we get real resourceful when our back's up against the wall? I'm telling you. Because, see, when I moved out from my dad's house, he kept all the tools. So I didn't have many tools. So when I would work on stuff, and, man, I got stuff tore apart, and I'm thinking, I'll just go to the garage and get it. It's like, you don't have it, boy. You know? So let me tell you, man, you can do a lot with a crescent hammer. Chris and Hammer, you start bending stuff and this and that. I mean pliers and and you know that's that's why the guys at work go man don't touch that do the paperwork dude. Yeah. I remember one time I was working with my brother- in law and then see, when I went from there, I went to NASA, and they got tools, you know, but the tool room's a long way away, so we'd work on stuff, and you know sometimes you use that tool for the proper job, and sometimes you don't. And I hope my boss don't hear this, but anyway, I went over to my brother in-law 's house, and I was using this thing went on a ranch and I go, oh man, that's, I need a hammer. He goes, I'll get one. I said, don't worry about it. I'm just clanging and banging. What are you doing? What about stuff? We get real resourceful a lot of times when our backs up against the wall, don't we? And I got to thinking about this. I said, man, have you ever just started looking around and seeing the wisdom of God starts giving you when you, you really don't have uh, a lot at times, or maybe you're in a stressful situation, or maybe, like I said, you backs up against the wall. Well, let me tell you, we got more than nothing in Jesus. Amen. But we're going to look at a few things. Now, I, I got to go back in time. Everybody ready? Did anybody remember the show MacGyver? I love some MacGyver, man. I love some MacGyver. Yes, indeed. I mean, he could do it up. And I thought today when I was looking at it, I said, man, if I had all the money and apple juice and Cheetos that me and my little niece used to eat while we were watching, man, I could be in the Fortune 500. We would watch it every day. I think it came on at 4 o'clock. And I used to take care of her, man. We'd have the Cheetos and we'd have this and we'd be watching and watching and watching. And man, that guy could get it done, couldn't he? He could, he could do all types of stuff. And so you're sitting here saying, yeah, buddy, that's TV. That's Hollywood. How does that help me? Well, I'm going to tell you what. We've got more in our spiritual tool belt than MacGyver ever had. I'm not talking about duct tape, okay? I'm not talking about sewing string and all these different things. But you know what? I wonder how much we leave on the table every, every time we turn around. What do you mean, buddy? We've got so much in Christ. But when we get in crisis, sometimes we forget how much we got, amen? And so today, I hope that taking these, these four points, and there's many more that, you know what, as you throw these in your spiritual tool bag and look how God has equipped us and everything else, man. I think it's amazing. You know, when you start seeing as a believer in Christ, all the things that we have, MacGyver could never fit them in his tool belt. Amen. We got so much. And that's what I, I love to, to, to share with people. They said, man, you get excited about Jesus. Yeah, I do. Because we got more than enough. Amen. And, and so, you know, when we look at things, sometimes we just go, oh, man, well, if I only had this, if I only had what somebody else had, or if only this deal would have went down the way it went down. Well, you know what? God didn't, you know, he doesn't leave us when you get in a tight spot, right? And, and unfortunately, a lot of times we wait till we get in a tight spot till we start leaning on the Lord. Amen. We're going to break that out, too. But a couple of things I want to talk about today is just looking at it and filling up our inventory and our spiritual tool belt because it's already there. We just need to utilize them. Amen. As a child of God, we have everything we need in Jesus. So with that being said, I'm going to jump on our scripture here. It's Matthew 7, 7. I encourage you to read that whole chapter this week. Give you a little homework. encouragement through the week, all right? But it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. That sounds pretty simple, isn't it? You know, it just reads real good. Well, let's talk about what that really means today. And I know that Jesus wants us to be a praying people. We need to be in communication with the Lord. Amen. (laughs) How many know communication is a good thing? How many know everybody that was married and dating? Everybody said, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, you know, it's funny sometimes. This is not in the notes. You know, you say, hey, let's do this. And what happens is nothing like what you had in your mind. I know that doesn't only happen at my house. But I I do a lot of, you know, the whatchamacallit by the thingamabob. Hey, what's up? Why can't you get that? And she's going... You know, does anybody else talk like that? Just get totally off like that. But in your mind, you know exactly what you're saying. So I pray that God helps me communicate this message so we hear exactly what he has for us today. Amen. I I pray that we hold on to that. So I said something about communication and I said, you know what? We get the opportunity to communicate with God. Notice I said opportunity. You don't have to. But why wouldn't you want to? The creator of the universe. Everybody, man, you think we'll just run to that, but look, we still got some more seats. You see what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean you have to just come here to communicate with God. I pray when you come here, you get filled up on the word of God so you can take it and apply it to your life and share it to work with your family and throughout your life. Amen. So this is a fill up, man. This is this is it. we wouldn't ride past the the gas station when you're on E, right? You pull on in. So I'm glad you guys pulled on in so we can fill up on what God's got going on today. I said it gives us a powerful blessing Every time we take the opportunity to pray. But you know what? We need to take advantage of that. So let's take a look at that. If everybody's ready to say amen, we're going to jump on in and kind of break this thing out and start with prayer. Okay? Here we go. One of the things I was thinking when I was looking through this and God was showing me, that prayer is a gift. Did you ever think about prayer being a gift? I mean, that's a major gift. And I thought, man, it's so awesome to have that opportunity to communicate with the creator of the universe. The one that knows which way the wind's blowing all those things. Knows every hair on your head. Knew when you were going to get safe. Knew when you were going to mess up and still love you through it. Now, that's a good word right there. Amen? Good thing he's God, right? Because, you know, a lot of times we get, we got a set point. We're only going to take so much and then we go, we go like this. I don't know what that was. I was just kidding. You didn't have to cut it off. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's amazing sometimes. But, you know, what does God say? Continue to forgive. Continue to move on in that relationship. Now, look, I'm not telling anybody to be a doormat. Amen? But I'm saying, you know what, let's respond like Jesus. And the only way we're going to do that from leaning on the Lord. And and we can't do it on our own, but through Holy Spirit, we can do it. We can do it for sure. Can we turn this up a little bit? It seems like I'm fading fast, but it might be my battery anyway. So prayers is is a gift. That's great. Thanks. And and so, you know, when I I think about this, how often do we pray? Now, a lot of times people say, well, I, I pray all the time. Oh, that's great. And a lot of times people think prayer is just giving God your grocery list. Amen. That's not it. Prayer is communication, right? Back and forth. And I thought about this one time, and and I'm not picking on anybody or anything. This was years and years ago. And I think Tanya was with. we went to a friend of mine's mother's funeral. Sometimes you got to be careful if you're a pastor and you go to a funeral. Because they'll say, well, I thought you were preaching. And I was like, what? You never told me. You know, it's good to know that. So we get there and I go, well... I'll be glad to say a few words. And so I know that the sister, my buddy's sister, uh, the daughter of the the deceased gal, she was very upset. And I was sharing Jesus with her and everything like this. And this really, it was different for me because I didn't grow up in church. Anybody grow up in church? Some did, some didn't. You know what? God don't care as long as you're in there, right? (laughs) Okay, so you can start today. It's all right. So I didn't know all the book-read prayers and all these things. And that's okay because when I talk to God, just like you talked to, we talked to him just like, Anything else? Lord, how you doing today? Lord, I need you today. Lord, I love you, right? So I begin. I said, well, let's go ahead and pray. And as soon as I grabbed the girl's hand, she said, what prayer are we doing? I said, what do you mean what prayer are we doing? That's what's going on in my hand. But see, she only knew God or reaching out to God through, I don't want to say it. Give me the word, grandmama. Just, yeah, I don't know. But just through, through learned prayer. Nothing wrong with that. Through, through things that she learned that was it. But she never went any further into the relationship. That's what I was trying to get at. Not picking on anybody or anything else like that. But today, I want to I encourage you to move to that relationship. That's what it's all about. A personal relationship with Christ. When you say, hey, Jesus. He said, hey, what's going on? Right? I was telling somebody one day, I was in my backyard. Man, when I'm cutting grass or doing something like that, me, me and the Lord have a good time. I mean, we're just we're cutting grass and I'm talking to the Lord. And like I said, usually when I'm in the shower, because that's the only time I'm shutting up. So I'm listening a little bit better. Miles going, I ain't worried about that. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying is this. I'm talking about relationship. There's nothing wrong with reading prayers and different things like that. Don't miss what I'm understand. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I tell you what, it's something about when you talk to your wife, you probably don't need a script, amen, or your husband. Or your girlfriend or whatever, right? It's a personal relationship. That's what I want you to see. And it's a gift because God, through what Jesus Christ did for us, opened that door on the cross so we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We can talk to him. We can be ourselves. Guess what? Because he already knows it anyway. But we have that privilege, amen? So when I go back to that, I thought, man, how sad is that not to take full advantage of what God has got for us? I don't want to see anything left on the table, man. I don't want to see anything left on the table. I want us to to utilize every spiritual gift that God's given us, and he's given us everything we need, that we're more than conquerors in Christ, okay? So let's view a few things that we got here. And the other thing I want to share about is that, do we ever look at prayer as a privilege? I think that's great, man. It's a privilege. As a child of God, just like we said, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. I'm going to give you something to write in your notes here. Hebrews 4.16. It says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Listen to this there we will receive his mercy and we'll find grace to help us when we need it the most anybody ever need a little grace daily, minutely, hourly, all the time this is what the word says as a child of God we can come boldly to the throne of of grace now now this is what I, I get a lot of phone calls on this is what I have to talk to myself and talk to the Lord about how many know it's good to have an encouraging friend that knows the Lord come alongside now we know we can't live on their faith but they can sure encourage us with theirs right and, you know, a lot of times when we miss the mark, I know nobody else missed the mark, right? I'm going to pray for all y'all. Yeah, thanks, yeah. <laughs> we all miss the mark sometime, amen? But, see, we have to understand how God views us. He views us as a child of God in, in reference of what Jesus did, amen? So when he looks at you and looks at you and looks at me, he says, hey, they're bought and paid for. Let me go ahead and reiterate this because a lot of times if you just heard a piece of that, Pastor Buddy said you can live any way you want. Nope. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that God's already finished the work on the cross. And he already knows everything you're going to do, everything you're going to say. But you know what? When we miss the mark and we get that little tug on our, on our heart, that's Holy Spirit saying, you know, that's not the best for you. Get back in line. Let's keep on walking. He doesn't say, you know what? I don't want you in church. I, want you to, or, or, I don't want you around. I don't want any of these things. He doesn't say that. God always says, come back home. Remember when we are talking about the wayward son, right? And we really started focusing on a couple of weeks ago about the loving father, amen? The compassion of God. See, when we talk, I talk to a lot of folks, a lot of times they get so down and so broken and everything because they feel like that relationship's been severed. God didn't go anywhere, amen? And we have the privilege to speak to him anytime, all the time, amen, as a child of God. What else we got? It's a tool. What do you mean, what's a tool? What do we do with a tool when you think about that? Let's go back to what our scripture said. I'll read it to you. It says, um, asking it will be given to you, seeking you will find, knocking the door will be opened to you. We need to work it. We need to be asking We need to be seeking, right? We need to be involved in that. I say this all the time. When you got married, you didn't say, I love you, never said it again. You need to tell them all the time. You need to show them all the time because it's a relationship. So we look at that tool when we got to work that tool. You you can have a nice tool set all up on the wall and never use it. You can have a whole bunch of opportunities to pray and never go to the Lord and miss out on God's best. What else we got here? It's a blessing, isn't it? Do we realize how much of a blessing it is? Sometimes I talk to people, they act like it's a chore. Hey, you want to put a blessing in? No, you do it. Man, what do you mean? Yeah, I'll jump in there. And I pray loud so everybody can hear. Not to look at me, just to maybe to say, you know what, maybe we ought to be praying. Don't matter to me. Hey, I eat in a lot of junk food places. You better be praying over your food, amen? I'm telling you, that's it. So, you know, that's what I always say, you know, and, and, and sometimes, you know, with you at work, you know, you get a new guy and they go out to lunch and stuff. It's kind of funny, I gotta tell you this story. We were, this was a couple years ago, and we went out to eat, and uh, we were going, and this guy gets in the back of my car, big old tough guy, you know, and we're all riding, and we're just cruising, and the guy, the guy starts cussing and fussing and complaining, and, and man, you could have took all the air out of my truck. Whew. All the boys are like, uh-oh. <laughs> I just love him it where he's at. Until, until we got down, to, we were going to Bubba's down here, man. You know, I'm going down to Bubba's, I used to love eating down there. And we got down on Wren's Road, Probably down around y'all's way. And he started again. I said, hey, man. I said, you kiss your mama with them same lips you're talking all that bad stuff about? He said, what? I said, I want to hear that stuff. He goes, oh, okay. <laughs> that was it. And so then, then you got folks right to go to eat with you. And they know you're going to pray over the food. And it's so funny. I love it. We sit right there. And, and sometimes I just go slow with my tray just to see what they're going to do, right? And they're there, and my buddies, my buddies that eat with me all the time, they're going like this, they're salt and peppering and doing all these different things, and they're chopping their food up, and they're waiting, because they, they know, I'm just like the waitress, as soon as I get right here, I'm going to say, let's pray. <laughs> you know? So they go ahead and put the word in. That's what we go ahead and put the word in. You know what? It's a great privilege, it's a blessing. And, it, and it's funny sometimes, but you know what? We just get so used to having things handed to us, it to us, give it to us. And we only use, use prayer sometimes as a last resort. Man, that's a blessing. Well, let's take a look at that. That rolls right into what I'm talking about here. Prayer is a time saver. What do you mean? Because what we usually do is do everything we can and then say, well, I guess we ought to pray. <laughs> man, you know, if we would have started out with that, we might have saved a little bit of time. Can I get an amen on that? So many times, man. I, I see that in my, in my life. And I was looking at this. I, I'm going to back up just to here. I said, you know, when you think about uh, prayer and using that according to God's word, we get to experience God's best quickly, don't we? What do you mean quickly? I'm not saying God answers your prayers just the way you want at the time you want it, because that would make you God, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's not the case. God is God and he is sovereign and he is a loving God. And he knows what's best. I ask this a lot. How many people are glad that God has not answered all their prayers just the way they prayed them? Amen. Amen. You know, because God knows what's best. And I'm not, I'm not being insensitive to, to the things that we hold on in prayer and we're just waiting for that breakthrough. I say, you know what? Keep on holding on. Keep on praying. Keep on seeking. Keep on asking. And you watch how God will work in that. But I said, you know what? When we look at, at this and we go to God, guess what we get to do? We get to tap into his wisdom. How many know God's wisdom is a whole lot better than worldly wisdom? You know, I've mentioned this before. And, and, I, and I know we've got some new faces because I'm going to share this because I'm, say, I'm just like anybody else. You know, a lot of times they think, oh, the pastor don't have no problems. Hey, I'm living life, and You're going to have things happen. But you know what? I'm going to keep trusting God. I'm going to keep on going. Unfortunately, I do a lot of funerals. And I remember not too long ago I was doing a funeral and we were doing a couple of, a couple of preachers were speaking. And we're getting ready to pray. And the guy said, you got a minute? And I go, yeah. He goes, uh, do you ever get nervous? I go, a little bit, but I'm more excited. I mean, not to bury somebody, don't get me wrong. And I said, I get more excited than I get nervous. He said, well, how is that? I said, because what I got to say about Jesus is more important about the way I feel. I don't care if my hair's sticking up. <laughs> you know, I don't, it doesn't matter. I want them to know about the life-changing message of Christ, man. When, when the takeaway is this, do you know Jesus? If you die tonight, do you know for sure that you spent eternity in heaven? I want, that's the takeaway. I want you to know. See, I don't want you to, well, I hope so. Well, I think so. Maybe, you know, I'm a nice guy. I know. I want to know, do you know Jesus? Amen. And so when I start thinking in those terms, it pushes out that fear, right? Perfect love casts out fear. So when I talk, Start talking about the love of God and the love that God has for you and the love God has for me. And if you ever happen to doubt the love that God has, we well, just look to the cross. That's how much he loves you this much. And he didn't stop there. He went to the grave and rose again. Amen. Aren't you glad that we serve a living, awesome, loving Savior and a time saver of that? Amen. Life saver, time saver and everything else. I said, it's amazing that God's time, how perfect God's time is. Time it is. Anybody agree with that? Everybody agrees with that, right? We don't always see it, but when it unfolds, we go, Wow, that was right on time. How many times you hear that? God's right on time. But the week before, you was thinking you was running a little behind, weren't you? Right? You're looking at your calendar, looking at your checkbook, and you go, come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. You know? But you know what? He has a way of working things out for our best in his time. And I said, you know what I love about God? He can make up for some lost time, can he? He can make up for some lost time like this. And I believe that not only that, as we experience him as a time saver, as a blesser, as we use prayer as a tool, walk in the privilege of that, in the gift of prayer, we see his power. Amen? Do you know you serve a powerful God? Yes, indeed. And you know, I, I, I probably said this myself. Well, there ain't nothing else we can do but pray. Probably all of a the best thing we can do is pray. That's the difference. See, we act like it's a leftover thing. We act like it's, a, oh, we ain't got but one more screwdriver. Let's see if this works. No, it should be the first thing we pull out, right? I'm speaking to me, I'm preaching to me first now, I'm telling you. So, a power of God, think about it, we are enabled. I said, Holy Spirit in you leads us, guides us and directs us in all we do. I said, man, that's the power of God's love. Can you imagine, do you really understand that God himself and the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God lives in you as a believer. Everybody ought to be smiling right now. I mean, serious about that. Think about that. The same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is working in your life if you have called on the name of Jesus. Don't feel so lonely now, do you? Don't feel so weak now, do you? Well, think about it. If you don't continue to feed on the word of God through prayer and spending time in there, we kind of get complacent, don't we? Don't forget that we are enabled. Let's take a look at this. I'm going to show you how much God loves you today. Is that all right? Romans chapter 8, verse 26 it says this, in the same way the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Anybody ever feel weak sometimes? Don't even know what to pray. Wore out, don't even know what to ask for. Lord, I just need you. You ever had those prayers? Check this out. And then he goes back and says, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Isn't that something? God loves you so much that Holy Spirit in you is interceding on your half when you just don't even have enough to pray. That doesn't mean don't pray. That means when you think you don't have anything else to give, God says, "More than enough. I'm not going to leave you. I got you. And then verse 27, which I don't have up here, but I'm going to read it to you. 27 says, and he searches the heart, searches the heart, he who searches the heart knows the mind of the spirit, what the mind of the spirit is, sorry, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. God's got us covered. I ask this question from time to time. Let me see if everybody's on board. If you, how many saints do we have in here today? Raise your hand. It's getting better, it's getting better, getting better. It's getting better. You know what? Sometimes it's hard to raise our hand, but let me tell you what a saint is. A saint is a person who's put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. A saint is not, oh, I, I did everything like Mother Teresa. I've never missed the mark, okay? And she's a wonderful woman. But what I'm telling you, I want you to see yourself who you are in the Lord. God looks at you Perfect, man. Perfect, you perfect. perfect. Did you know that? You knew that in the Lord. In the Lord. Does that mean we never missed a mark? No, I want to help somebody today. I want to, I want to encourage you today. If you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are in right relationship. What does it say in Romans uh, chapter 5? It says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While you were blowing it, Christ says, I love you. On your worst day, God sees your best. Amen? I like that. That's good stuff. I talked to a lady this week, and, and she was a little down. And I said, you know where I always point people to? I said, go to Romans chapter 8. I love that. I probably talk about it once a week. It says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. God's not walking around with a stick to, to cap you on your kneecap, right? He's trying to love you to him so you can see all that he's got for you. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. So what else have we got? When we connect with that, we see mountain-moving results. When we realize who we are in Christ, we start seeing those mountain moving results. Does that mean everything's going to be all right? No. Nope. But it means, you know what? The next thing we're going to be talking about is peace. I don't want to jump in too far ahead. But look at this here. This is what the Lord was showing me. I said, ask, seek, and not. We ask by faith. We seek and not because we believe and we experience victory because God is for us. See, if you know God's for you, you can just keep on rolling. I've shared this before. I just talked to my sister the other day, and she reminds me of this all the time. She told me, I got to tell you this. Sometimes you wish your sister or your your siblings would forget stuff, right? And she says, you know, I always had to take up for you. I said, yeah, I remember a couple times. And she said, you remember that one time we were playing out front, and you had a hot dog, and you were messing around, and you shoved it in that guy's ear? (laughs) said, he wanted to kill you, my buddy. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I kind of remember that. She said, what possessed you to do that? I said, it was there. I don't know. I mean, I just love to play. And I always tell Jesse, look, man, don't go over the top. (laughs) Don't go over the top, man. Just kind of just cool it. You know, but young guys, they don't know it. Because if somebody's laughing, it's like, oh, wow, they're laughing. And you just keep going and you keep going. The next thing you know, that's not good. Yeah, my buddy didn't like that. But thank the Lord my sister was there. She had my back. Amen. So I felt pretty good after that, right? I still go hot dog in your other year, right? You know, because I had backup. But that wasn't the right attitude. What I'm getting at is, is when we know somebody's got our back, it helps us to keep going. It keeps us strong, amen? It keeps us rolling and moving forward. Not to abuse things or anything else, but to understand that God's got your best interest in mind, amen? It's good to have a backup, Amen. Not only that, Jesus is not a backup. He's a front up, full up, side up, everything else in between. Amen? So we need to give it up for Jesus. So mountain-moving results come from faith, believing, and victory in Christ. I want you to think about that power. Now, I know uh, in Acts, I know my mother-in-law loves this verse, Acts 1-8. You will receive power on high when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That word in the Greek, I believe, is dunamis, which is our, out of the root word for us for dynamite. Power. Power. You think about that. You, you really think about that power. Man, when God's moving in your life, when you pray for somebody, do you expect to see results then? I do. Do I always? Not all the time, but I have seen some cool stuff. Seen some really neat stuff. I'm going to share with you real quick. We have, uh, this has been a little while ago, and it don't have to be that far uh, back because God's doing miracles every day. How many of you just sitting here? It might be a miracle for somebody. Getting up this morning might be a miracle for somebody. Amen. But we were praying for this young boy uh, a while back, and this always sticks in my mind because we were praying. This is how good God is. We were praying for this young man who was getting ready to go to uh, a doctor's uh, appointment about a stomach issue. Never forget this. And right when he was getting ready, his mom and dad were there, and we prayed for them. And he got ready to move, and the Lord said, His arm. That's what, I mean, when God speaks to me, I hear like a thought in here, and it gets louder. And I say, Hey, how can I pray for you? He goes, No, I'm all right. I said, your shoulder hurt? why wife went, I said, your right shoulder? And now he's going, yes. I said, you got a torn rotor cuff, man, in your right shoulder. He goes, yeah, I do. How'd you know? I said, God's so good, let's pray. And we got to pray for that guy. And in the next week he was telling me, do you know how much I'm bench pressing now? I was like, golly, God, you're so awesome, man. You know what? What happens if we were listening all the time? How many more things would God use us? is that conduit to see a blessing amen god's moving all the time i'm going to tell you another story we were over in the mall chesapeake mall me and tim and tanya was over there and we were doing something and we were up on the second floor over there and a girl runs in there Uh, we were at a phone place remember that place we was at a phone place see god works everywhere not just food line i didn't go to food line this week but he's, he's working there too so we go and this girl comes in and she goes somebody stole my phone And I go, wow. And she was talking to a guy, and she had this thing. She had a splint on her hand. I said, you know what? Um, How's your hand? She said, I I did something to it. And such and such. I said, can we pray for your hand? And she goes, yeah. And we start praying for her hand, and she goes, what did you do? I said, I didn't do nothing. I was just praying the guy would touch your hand. She She goes, no, it really doesn't hurt now. I go, yeah. And she's going like that. And I said, do you know what, how much God loves you? She says, I don't know. I said, he loves you enough to have somebody steal your phone and bring you over here and get your hand healed. She goes, I never thought about that. I was just teasing. <laughs> but I was just saying, even in the midst of that, she said, my phone is gone. My phone is gone, but my hand is healed. Man, I'd give me another phone to keep on dialing. Hey, thank you very much. Steal something else. You know? The reason I bring this up, because a lot of times people don't even talk about that. I'm not saying, look what God did through Buddy, this and that, or anything else. I'm saying God will do that through you. God's moving all the time. And a lot of times, it's not something that we see right then. How about leading somebody to Christ? How about inviting somebody to church? How about holding on to say, you know, we're going to keep sticking with this thing here. How about maybe just giving somebody a kind word and they're receiving that, amen? How about that stuff? Because those are miraculous too, amen? So never underestimate the power of God. And never underestimate the power of God in you working through you, amen? Let's keep on rolling. Somebody ought to say amen in there. Okay. But what what else happens when we start experiencing that that power is we start to see the peace of God unfold in our life. Anybody like peace in their life? And I'm not talking about the peace of the world. I'm talking about the peace of God. See, the peace of the world is toes in the sand drinking a hand. Money in the bank. That changes. That changes with every every bank statement. Every day, the wind blows. Something else changes everything else. But let me tell you, the peace of God doesn't have to change, amen? Let's talk about that. I said, you know, when I look at that, I said, I'm not talking about drinking the hand, toes in the sand type uh, happiness. I'm talking about the calmness of knowing Christ. Anybody ever experienced that? Priceless, isn't it? I can promise you that my week has not been a real cool week. Amen? I won't go into that. But, and and, and I won't say, oh man, i was just going like this, everything's cool. But there was something inside that God was just like, you know, I got this, it's all right. You know, I got this, it's all right. And I go, but what about that? He goes, I got that too. And so when I started looking back over my week and looking back over my day, I said, wait a minute. Now why am I getting all upset about this? There's only so many things that I can control. And as I was working at this, I said, I need to use that time saver thing in my life called prayer. Lord... I don't know what the situation, the, the outcome of this, you know everything about it. But Lord, I'm trusting that to you because I can't fix it. But you can. And you're going to show me things in my life right now that I probably need to adjust so that I can be more like you to the people around me. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what? You say, oh man, he's a happy go lucky guy. You know, I usually am. I really am most of the time. 99% of the time. But sometimes, see, if you're a happy guy and you get down 1%, that will be the time going. What's wrong with you? <laughs> i just human. And then what's really good is when you've been encouraging people and talking to people and they come along and say, hey, man, you know what? It's going to be all right. You know what somebody told me this week? Man, can you just pick one positive thing? Did y'all hear that? I've been saying that every week. They turn my message around on me. They said, hey, man, won't you just pick one positive thing in that situation? And I did. And then I saw another positive thing and another positive thing and another positive thing. But so many times we just focus on the big negative thing. But I can tell you what, if you start filling up on the things of God, I'm telling you, just from walking through some crazy stuff this week, and you know it already, I want you to encourage to do that. Well, take a look at this. That calmness of knowing God is is priceless, and it's only found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you know him today? Keep on going. Knowing God better brings this peace. See, when you know God as your heavenly father, as your salvation, as the one forgives sin, as the one who brings forth grace, brings forth mercy and all these different things, that he's a loving God, that his love for you is what? Unconditional. Which means no conditions, right? I got to say that a lot because, you know, we think there's a lot of conditions. See, with a friendship, there might be a lot of conditions. Well, you know, I did this, so you should do that. And I did this, and you should do that. God loves you so much, he said, I did it all. Why don't you just trust it? Amen? And then, from taking that, then you want to do what's right. But see, we have the wrong picture of Christ so many times. We, 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 sometimes, I, I, I'm going to tell you, sometimes when I deal with people, and maybe even in my walk along the way, sometimes I think, you know, we just rub on this, this, this lantern and poof, God, do this. Poof, God, this, do this. That's not the God we serve. We serve the God. That wants to know, who knows us, but wants us to know him. Amen. He wants us to experience that peace. Amen. That's something else. And let me tell you what, as we do that, you'll see how God grows deeper in your life. We grow deep roots from that place of peace. What do you mean? When I realize I could trust God with my finances, right? I guess I could trust him with whatever else. Or if I realize I could trust God, let's bring it back in with my salvation. I realize I could trust him with my health. And my mom self. And my, and my relationship with my wife. And the things that go on with church. And all the stuff behind the scenes. I don't have to worry about, man, I don't know about the budget. I don't know about this. Uh, what about this? I wonder if we're going to get laid off. I wonder, oh, I wonder if I'm going to have a flat tire when I leave here. That's not peace. I don't even want any parts of that. I say, man, Lord, you woke me up today. What do you got planned for us today? That's why I try to, when I start out, man, here's the first thing I do. If anybody's on my Facebook, thing, I try to, Lord, show me what you're going give to, me, give me a snippet of what we're going to walk in today. You know, show me that grace. Show me that. I try to have something encouraging to post. So we can grab hold of that and say, you know what, man, that's, how many times? Man, that's right on time. God is always on time. Are we seeking the Lord and, and growing deep roots out of the peace that we have in God? That's pretty amazing stuff. I said, as we experience God's peace, the deep roots of trust begin to take hold. You start finding out you can trust God in every situation, not just the small, but in all. We grow our faith each time we trust God. You know, isn't that amazing? Did you realize you're growing your faith each time you trust God? Maybe you come here today and you say, man, I, you know, I've never been here before. Okay, you step down and trust God. I believe that God knows exactly where you are. I know that today is the day for you to be here. And so if something in this message, I'm trusting God's going to pierce your heart and you go, wow, that's cool. Thank you, Lord. That's what I'm always hoping. Man, Lord, take this and make it so much more. We pray over the message every week, every week. Every week, pray for you guys every day, every day, every day. So when you show up here and you go, wow, you know what? you already been prayed for. It. didn't even know that. But you didn't know I was coming, and he didn't know I was coming. God knew you were coming. He knew the perfect time. And I pray that you get something out of this message right here that will just, man, just make your whole day put in the brightness and the light of the love of Christ. Amen? Well, let's talk about that. Magnifying the Lord. I love this here. I said it pleases God when his children rest in his peace. Now, I heard this a couple times this week, and you probably said it yourself. I probably said it myself, too. But think about it. I walk in at work, and the guy said, hey, man, what's going on? I said, that's good. And I just got a phone call, and I was kind of like, ooh, that wasn't the best phone call. And my buddy comes up, and he says, hey, man, God won't put any more on you than you can handle. And I said, okay. Because that that's one of those things that I want to start preaching right there. And I say, you know what, man? I said, I appreciate that. But I said, guess what? There's not a whole lot I can handle. Okay? So what I'm saying, God won't put any more on you than you can handle. Guess what? If I could handle it, I wouldn't need him. Right? I need him. You need him? Right? And I also think God's not heaping stuff on you so I can say, okay, Lord, take it off. You know? He said, come on, trust me. Now, I'm not mixing words on all this. But a lot of times, if you really look at that at face value, you say, well, you know, God won't put any more on you than than you can bear. You know? Well, you know what? I can't carry the load, can you? I can't carry the load, and I can guarantee you, in a day, there's a whole lot more on you than you can bear. I'll say it this way: you know what? God's got it under control. God, help me carry that load. He says, "My yoke is easy." So, how does those things work together? He says, "Hey, look, my yoke is easy." I'm going with him. I'm going to get on the Jesus bus. Amen. You know, because he says, "You know, I got you. I'm closer than a brother." Hey, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I love you unconditionally. I saved you. I pulled you out. I chose you. You remember the game, right? When everybody would say, hey, Red Rover, Red Rover. Send Tim right, right over. Send Buddy right over. It's not much fun going like, pick me, pick me. Pick me. Just like that little, uh, what is that thing? Eddie Murphy's donkey. Pick me, pick me. Right? Jumping up and down. Because you don't want to be the last one picked, do you? It's no fun. God, so you're my first pick. We all are. Amen. What's that old saying? I'm God's favorite. I'm just not his only favorite. That's good stuff. I want you to know how much he loves you today. I want you to see that that magnifies your heavenly father as we trust him. You know what? When your kids, you ever heard your kids talk sometime and you think they are not listening. They are not listening. They are not listening. I know my dad never said that. I bet he did. Right. And then you hear them years down the line. They say something and you go, oh, my God, they were listening. You know, this is crazy. You ready for this? I know I've, I've, I've been around you guys a long time and everything else, and even the folks that, that know me forever, I've never done any drugs. Amen? That's crazy. I drank a whole lot of stuff I probably wasn't supposed to, but I never did any drugs, right? And I did everything else in between, but the reason I said that was, people would say, dude, how come you don't do any drugs? And i said, man, that would kill my mom and dad. That would have that that took my mom and dad out. I'm not saying if you've done that, that it's a bad thing. God covers it all. He's, he's taking care of that. But what I'm saying is, my love for my parents helped keep me on a straight and narrow in that aspect. Because I knew that they, they knew that wasn't best for you. And, and God continued to pour in my life and said, you know, that, that's not the best for you. All right? As we go through life and we look at different things, God is always saying, you know, that's not the best for you. Let me tell you this. If you have used drugs, it's okay because God's in the restoring business, all right? So don't miss what I'm saying. I was only pulling that point out is is this. You know what? Because of love, it changed the course of my heart. You see what I'm saying? It changed the course of my heart. I wish I could sit here and say, yeah, it changed the course of my heart. i never done nothing wrong. Y'all say, man, we need to pray for that guy. No, that is not the case. And you know what? I'm still making adjustments in my life and God's still forgiving and God's still merciful and I'm grateful Grateful, grateful, grateful. And I take a lot of responsibility for standing here. But I know that I can't do it on my own. I can only do it because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And that's why we pray all the time. Lord, I said, Lord, you know what? It's got to be about you when we get up here. It's got to be about you. Because you know what? That's why we're here. Because it's about him. Amen. We want to magnify God. Well, guess what? When When we see other people magnifying God, what does it do? It encourages other people. Now, I'll say this all the time. I said, you know, you can't live on my faith and I can't live on yours, but we sure can encourage each other in the Lord, amen? You know, I, I think about this. I said, you know, if your wife knows the Lord and, and, and she's she's encouraged, right, in the Lord, that doesn't mean you're saved. It's a personal relationship. It can encourage you to dig in and see what she's got. You ever had anybody ask, man, you seem, you seem this way or that way or this way or that way sometimes. And it's not all about actions, but from right believing, you have right actions. All my actions are not perfect. But God is doing a work in me daily. How about you? Is he doing a work in you daily? Does he take you right where you are? Right? Just because you blow it don't mean you got to keep staying there. Man, I had something written down here. I don't know where it's at. I got to find it because I ain't even looking at my notes anymore. But what the Lord was showing me last night, what the Lord was showing me last night, so many times we just keep holding on to the junk. You know, man, Maybe me think about this. Um, you take the trash out and it, it, it stinks. And you get all the way out there and you put it in the trash bin, right? Who in the world would grab that back out, put it back on their back and put it in their car? And then go to work and then come back home and then take it, tuck it in bed go like this. Go to sleep and wake up and do that again. That's what we do when we don't receive the forgiveness of what God's done for us. He said, that's crazy, but think about it. He said, yeah, but you don't know what I did. God does, and he still sent his son to Jesus to pay the price. God knows everything. He knows what you're going to do tomorrow. He knows what you did today. He knew about the argument on the way to church. I always throw that in there, because anybody argue on the way to church? <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's why we take two cars. <laughs> 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 that's what my buddy told me one time. He said, he said man, we, me and my wife used to argue all the time right on the way to church. I said, what'd you do? She said, she drives and I drive. It's great, you know? It is crazy, but you know what? I really believe that's the enemy getting right in. He said, boy, let's get them all stirred up. Maybe they won't go, you know? Yeah, I'm going to tell you, get a little bit longer light. Stomach gets hungry. You know, you look up, your hair, I just shouldn't go to church. Man, I'd never make it in the door if that was the case. Amen? But you know what? I say, I got to get there so I can fill up on what God's got for me. Amen? I hope you guys are feeling good about that. I hope you all were encouraged. Anybody encouraged? Amen. Well, you know what? I love this next, this next uh, point that the Lord showed me. Purpose. Purpose, purpose, purpose. Let's talk about that. You know what? We, we should have a life of purpose. Now, I'm not saying everybody knows exactly what God's called them to do. We might find out later on in life. We might have been doing it all along in our life and then find out, I guess that's what I was supposed to be doing. You know? But I'm going to tell you what. We can make a difference in a life. Amen? You can make a difference in a life with a smile, with just helping somebody out. You know, I, a lot of times, and I really think this might be one of the things that we do, we talked about, maybe help somebody put some groceries in the car. You got to be careful, though, because, you know, if I go to help somebody, I'll say, hey, ma'am, how are you doing? She was like, I got my motorcycle helmet in here. She's like, we don't want any. You know, I'm like, I'm good. You know, I said, can I help you with that? And sometimes they go, no, you know, and sometimes they go, that's all right. I told you all this story before, right? You know, you want to you get real humble with stuff. Take your motorcycle on a grocery run, right? Before you get any saddlebags with it. And forget that you got your motorcycle and you buy everything in the store. And then you got to take all that stuff to your mom's house. And I had 11 bags of stuff on my motorcycle. I even took a picture for Larry Wayne. Right? He said, you topped it this time. Out of all the things on my motorcycle, me being cool. I, I see this guy had his truck. He dropped his wife off. He had a truck over there at Food Line. This has been a while back. He's up there. Got these big tires and everything else. I get on my bike. I pull out. About the time she straightens out, a bag falls off. Not a bag. The bag. You ready? It was my mom's underpants. You can't be but so cool, man, when you're picking up granny panties on your holly. It just rolled out and dude says, dude, you dropped your drawers, man. You just can't be cool with that. I'm like... Thank you. Shoved it back in there, yeah. So it embarrassed my kids so bad. They bought me this real cool thing to go in the back of a motorcycle. So it's a win-win, right? Thank you, guys. Yeah. That's it. Man, I, you know, if I had saddlebags, it really helps. I... No, <laughs> Christmas is coming. Anyway, what am I saying all that for? You know what? Sometimes we've got to laugh at ourselves. Sometimes it's humbling, some of the things we go through. But I just thought, I don't care. I don't care. I got to tell you this other thing, too, about the panties. All right, this is not on the script, but I hope my sister don't listen to this. A couple of weeks after that, we went. Food line drives me crazy, man. Come on. They they, they got the automatic thing there when you do this. I don't want to do that because I'm taking your job. Ring me up. So they got two people and everybody else there. I got to go back and get the granny panties. So my sister's in town. I said, we get that, and we get something else. I said, we got to get this stuff here. So we go, and as soon as I get up there, Ding, freeze the dog on machine up. Just freeze it up. And so she says, oh, you know, LMA, you need to come. I'll be right there. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And you know I love to play, right? And I waited a little bit longer. I said, babe, we're going to get out of here. Donna said, don't do it. I said, we're getting out of here. I held them things up. I said, hey, look, I don't know if you need a price check on it, but my sister needs to get home. Can you get over here? And that lady said, you crazy. She come back down there, opened up, got out, boom, back in the car. She said, don't you ever do that again. And then I said, every time she has prune juice and swim fast, we up here. You know? Just a little side note. Hey, it'll get you through the line. Tell you whatever. But people are like, go ahead, man. Go ahead. You gotta go. Go ahead. I'm serious, man. It's not a bad thing. So anyway, but my sister didn't like it. Don't listen to that, Don. <laughs> We can make a difference. We can make somebody laugh. We can make them smile. But you know what? The big difference we can make is sharing Jesus Christ with somebody. See, I don't understand why people think you got to get saved. You get saved, and you got to shovel it up. Yeah, I'm saying, I know Jesus. What is that? You know. And I also don't think you got to run around and do a backflip either. You know what? I don't mean? I don't You know, <laughs> I'll, probably, I'll need more medication after that one right there. But, but you know what? We can make a difference loving people where they are and, and just being real. People, you know, a lot of times people say, man, you're you, uh, you just, uh, you just, you just you. I say, yeah. But you know what? Through the grace of God, you don't just see me. You see a God working in a regular, everyday guy trying to make a difference for eternity. That's all I'm talking about. And you know what? A lot of times if you laugh a little bit, it'll knock your blood pressure down. Amen? It says, a merry heart, do it like a medicine. I bet your blood pressure dropped 10 points already while you're in there. Amen? God to do that. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Well, you know what? We need to be the light in the darkness. Can we do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I said, shine bright for the Lord. I said, we should be carrying the cause of Christ with us everywhere we go. What is the cause of Christ? To me, it's sharing about the, the, the gospel message, about what Jesus Christ has done for you. Amen. Sharing what God's done in your life. But well, I don't know a whole lot of Bible verses. I didn't either. But I knew that when God came into my life, something changed. You know, how I knew my mother said, "Praise God!" <laughs> Woo, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that. I told y'all that before. I called, I called my mother-in-law, and, and I called my folks because we we didn't grow up in church. I said, "I got saved today." My dad said, "From what?" <laughs> I said, "I went to church," and, and you know, I know Jesus now. He said, "Good." He said, "Watch out; they want your money. They probably want you to weed eat the church." I'm thinking, "Come on, man! I want some encouragement." I called Barbara. She said, oh, my God, I've been praying. Thank the Lord." But guess what? Later on, my dad found Jesus and he told everybody. That's good. Right, I'll tell you what, I, I know I shared this before. My dad got diagnosed with, with cancer. Five weeks later, I was I was preaching his funeral. He said, Hey, look, I want no doom and gloom at my funeral. Don't be preaching over you. Tell him about it. I know where I'm going, son. No, no. You take the Mustang, Donna, take this, 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 take care of your mama. I'm good. No sweat. That's it. He didn't even complain because he knew the Lord. So what did that do for me? I said, man, he's, if he's good, I'm good. He said, you know what? I said, well, he said, I didn't think I'd live this long. He did. He said, I didn't think I'd live this long. He said, man, God's been good to me. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to use the last thing he did as an outreach for what God had done for him. He wanted people to know about Jesus. He wanted to be the light in the darkness. How about you? Let's keep on going. Well, you know what? We could be the calm in the storm. Anybody ever get some stormy seas? Amen. I know a little bit about that. I won't go into all that, but I learned it real fast when I married him to Bacosan Crew. Oh, my gosh. See, I don't swim. Boats are great over there. If it's like a Nimitz class, I'll go on that. I mean, I'm not up on these little things, Jimmy. He'll take me. And, and Denise said, Daddy needs you help to tie off the boat. I was like, It's storming. I don't want to go out there. And then. I won't go through all of it because y'all heard it before but I'll never forget this We was out there back behind where Dave Raven lives now and we're going up there and Jimmy said okay we're coming up on this it's a pylon he said okay we're coming up on it I'm thinking okay <laughs> and we're getting closer and he goes grab it I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> we're moving so I grab it <clears throat> oh, God. That, that'll do it <laughs> there's got to be a better way Come in like a lasso something or something grab it I knew why the son-in-law was in the front of the boat. He was in the back. He was the captain. Amen. Woo. <laughs> and you think he was happy when he sold the boat? <laughs> I said, hey, what do you think about it? guy said, let's take the deal. That's a good deal. Take the deal. Woo. <laughs> man. There was not much calmness in that storm right there. But as time goes by, you know, we start seeing things a little bit different. And sometimes our life is running off course. And maybe we got to grab hold of that pylon. Something that stuck down deep. Who is that? Jesus Christ. We need to hold on to the pylons of life like that when the storms come up. Grab hold. Grab hold of that word today and experience the calmness of God in your life. Amen. Well, guess what? We have a purpose. We can be revealing Christ to the world. I pray that's a, the that's a purpose. I, I, I pray that that's some of the purpose in our life. And, and I thought, man, you know, our words, our actions, our hope in Him should be contagious. What you believe is what you believe contagious. I don't mean you beat somebody up and put them in the chicken waiting to tell them about Jesus. I'm saying if we're living our life and we're encouraging people, people are going to see that as it goes by. And as time runs out, how many know when you get saved, your family go, yeah, let's see how long that's going to work. Well, it's not if it's going to work. He's already done the work. Are you going to hold on to that? I pray that we do. Now, look, it works both ways. This last one here I want to talk to you about. Christ revealing himself to you. We just talked about revealing Christ to the world. But you know what, it works both ways. I said, the more we're with him, the more he transforms us, amen? The more we're spending time with God, the more he teaches us, the more he lives in us and lives through us. I said, are you looking for that purpose in your life? You might be here today and say, I I really don't know what my purpose is. I'm going to encourage you with this. Ask, seek, knock, and watch God open the door. Because he has all you need. He has everything you need. And sometimes we might feel like we are way short in the game. Whether it's money, finances, things we have no control of. Forgiveness or things like that. But I'm going to tell you that God is more than enough. And I said, you know what? I want you all to remember this. We are created for his greatness to be revealed to the world. Amen. He chose to reveal himself through us to the world. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Because you know what? Many of us here would probably say, I wouldn't pick me. But he did. He picked you. Just the way you are. Not when you had a good day. Not when your hair was just right. Not when you did this or did that. He picked you. And I want to tell you that, you know what, the purpose in our life, one of them, for anybody, is to reflect the grace of God. And I want to go back to this before we pray. Prayer, power, peace, and purpose. Think about this. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. I said, you know what, today, I, I just pray today that you dig into all that God has for you. That's what the whole message is. I just want you to have everything that God has paid for for each one of us. And you know, a lot of times we leave a lot of of stuff on the table. Don't live your life in reverse. Does that make sense? Don't live your life always looking in the rearview mirror of shoulda, coulda, woulda, when the windshield's a whole lot bigger for where you got to go. I don't care about what it was back there. God is big enough to take care of that. Amen. So if you hear that today, grab hold of that by faith today. Ask God, Lord, help me with that. Seek God. Spend some more time. You see it's a progression. Spend more time in God's word. You know, pray and, and watch how God, as we continue to knock. See, each one of those things, there's a motion. We're moving, we're going, we're doing, right? We're, we're using that tool of prayer. Amen. And look at the last thing it says. And the door will be open to you. Let me tell you, friends, right now, the door is open to you. What you choose to do with it is up to you, but the door is open. So I pray today that you call on the name of Jesus for whatever's going on in your life, because he's more than enough. And I also pray this. I pray that we live with passion for the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are so contagious for what God's done in our life that people will be drawn to God through our lives. Amen. God says, you're more and more and more like him as he spends time with you. You know what I mean? He wants to continue to mold us into the image of his dear son. But you know what? You've got to be moldable. Are you moldable today? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for the message. I thank you for your love. I thank you for the prayer. I thank you for the power that's in prayer through your Holy Spirit and the peace that we have in Jesus and the purpose of our life for living for you, for sharing the gospel, for making a difference everywhere we go, Lord. I pray that you use us in a mighty way, Lord. I pray you use this one-room church has to turn this world upside down in the mighty name of Jesus. I know you're already moving their hearts. I know that, God, you, you're in the forgiving business. I know, God, that you're, you're in the restoration business. So if you're here today and you've never called on the name of Jesus, if you were to die tonight, would you be sure that you're going to, to, to spend eternity with Christ? If you're not sure, I want you to look up here and listen to me. Nobody's going to come where you're at or do anything or jump up and down. We want you to know. There's people who've been in church all their life and not know this. I don't want you to know about it in your head. I want you to know about it in your heart and there's a difference. Today, you can be assured that you can rest in him in the finished work of the cross by calling on the name of Jesus. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If that's your prayer today. Just call on the Lord say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, today I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Lord, I'm trusting you. Come into my life and fill me. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, somebody. All right. All right. Well, we love to see-